What's up, Jason? How you doing? What's going on? I'm good, my brother. I am very, very good right now. How are you? Um, I, you know what? It's a hot. It's hotter than July. I've been listening to a lot of Stevie. It's one of those times where, you know, he did songs of a keys of light when he was 25. Wow. And it's yeah. fascinating because I think Prince was 25 when he did Purple Rain. I think Michael was about 25 when he did Thriller. That it's it's just been one of those things. Like, but songs, keys of life. It's like I don't know how many songs. It's so many. It's a double album. The technicality mm. of that album is unbelievable. And imagine, even by the time Stevie Wonder was 25, he'd been doing. I mean, he'd had a a pretty respectable and long career already. I mean, music between 72 and 76, which I think is the best Stevie. You know, what every song. Every album is tight. After that, there's some great songs, but they're not mm. full albums. You know, like mm. if you go into Stevie's logbook and you look at 72 to 76, the albums are impeccable. Then some of his most iconic songs are not his best songs, right? Like if you think about Happy Birthday or I Just Called to Say I Love You, it's just like that comes in the, later on. That's, a, that's later on, but... You know, all that beautiful music, Steve, when you think about Stevie, the funk, that's mm-hmm. all between 72 and 76. So I was just thinking about that. Exactly. And then, of course, he drops Hotter Than July 19, what, 1980? And that's, I mean, that's, that to me is probably the Stevie Wonder album that I remember hearing most growing up. Yes. I mean, it's an, it's an incredible yeah. album. I have a relationship because... It's the first time I go to a concert without my mom. I go with my sister. Oh, word. You went to see Stevie in 1980? I forget, like, how old you are, bro. <laughs> You've been around, man. I guess it's got to be 1981. Because if the album comes out in September 80, I guess he does his world tour, I assume, the next year, right? We get three tickets. and I want to go my sister wants to go and my sister wants to bring one of her friends and my sister's like a 18 a teenager you know and my other sister's like maybe i don't know 14 or something like that so for them to go with a friend is fun but to mm. bring the nine-year-old brother is not fun <laughs> this says a lot about your mom who's like you're bringing your nine-year-old brother like no doubt about it yeah. so i was in heaven going with my sister to see stevie where was it? Where was the concert held? It's kind of novium, of course. So um, I was dope, you know, and I remember that it was, I didn't understand, I think, that he was blind until, mm-hmm. you know, like, you know, he's like an American artist, you know, there was no MTV or anything like that. But then when he walks out on stage and somebody, you know, they walk him out, you realize, oh my God. And then I couldn't conceptualize that he could play and lead a band this way and being blind. I just remember that and it was just kind of this unbelievable things. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. 
Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. But Marcus, tell me, so what's what's going on in Harlem? What's been, what's been you know, what's life been like in Harlem during the summer? Well, it is like one of our favorite musicians. It is hotter than July in Harlem right now. <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking it's do the right thing weather, right? Yes. It's like riot weather. It's riot weather. Yes. Like Radio Rahim is out there. Everybody's out on their stoops. The living room is the street corner and the pavement. And because of COVID, it's also dirtier than ever in New York. Like it's Really? Yeah, it is. But people are out, though. And, and are, are stores open? Is the rooster open? So a couple of things, they, my block, they shut it down, which is nice. So Inklers is running every day. This block is mm-hmm. only for kids and families. That has been really, really nice. So Zion can go on the block, run around. No cars. It's the kids block. Like there's kids from all over the neighborhoods coming through and running to that sprinkler. And it's fascinating to me that such an old school thing as sprinklers mm. It's still valid. Something that goes back to the 40s. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Turning on a fire hydrant. Yes. Just some fresh water. Exactly. And kids are still responding to it, which is beautiful. Yeah, so yeah, that's yeah, been great. Yeah. Um, you know, July also means that it's, for me, it's Zion's birthday, uh, July mm-hmm. 19th. So normally, like all other birthdays, we've actually, normally I used to cook in the park and all the neighborhood kids used to come by. It used to be two, three hundred people coming to Zion's birthday. And how was it this year? This year was very small. You know what I mean. We couldn't mm-hmm. do it the same. But did you go out in the park? We we took a cake and kind of did cut it up on the block instead. A couple of kids were there, but it, we couldn't do the same thing. But I was like, mm-hmm. you know what? It's okay. You know, he's going through different moments, and this is mm-hmm. have to be this summer. And I, in many ways, maybe it's going to be the more memorable for him. You know. And your boy turned four. Man, he's getting big. Yeah, you know, and so, but are people? Are you sensing that people are are people scared? Are is the COVID still something that's like yes. scaring people, or what are you know? What's the word on the street? The word is uh, in New York, uh, people wear the mask. You go out, mm-hmm. do your errand. People are now. This is the new normal. We have now turned mm-hmm. the page. People are going to the stores, doing things. But they're doing it with masks. Like, you know, you, you, mm-hmm. I always wear a mask now in my pocket because sometimes I forget when I go, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. And it means that you can't enter a store. It means you can't enter anywhere. So um, I uh, just, you know, this having a mask is part of being a New Yorker at this point. So that's, mm-hmm. but it's not all over the country, but it's definitely here now. And um, it's helped a lot. And I think people are just being accustomed to it. Like, at the restaurant, no, we're not open. Like, we decided yeah. the opposite. Like, we're serving the community. We actually did a big special on ABC. We had a one-hour special that ran this, this 7 o'clock. Mm. Mm. We took our food festival, Harlem Eat Up, and turned it into a one-hour TV special. We had... Oh, wow. Yeah, like Common, Michael B. Jordan, 
uh, some amazing uh, entertainers showed up for it, which was amazing. And you did it in a studio or in, in the park or where did you? Everybody had to film it on their iPhone. You know what I mean? Okay. Okay. Yeah. And, and drop it. And then we had to produce a show around it. We got a host. Uh, so it's been a lot of people coming together and doing the best out of the situation. You know what I mean? Mm. COVID mm. is not. Now you still have up to a 65 to 70,000 people in the States every day, new cases. It's gone down to Florida, Arizona. Sunbelt is getting hit. Yeah. But tell me, Marcus, I'm also reading about the uptick in violent crime, and especially in New York City, also Chicago, some other major cities. Tell me about that. Yeah, it's, it's, it's real. Yeah. It's, uh, it's happening, and it's very, very sad because you really, I'm very worried about after July. July 31st is when the government program is running out. The government's been giving $600 extra a week, and it's been mm-hmm. extremely helpful. For a lot of people who haven't worked, been able mm. to work. And being able to pay their rent, I guess, and buy food. Buy food, all of that. Uh, as of August 1, um, that program either is going to wind down or go into something else. Very, very nervous about this. So I think that's when the uptick will be even more. Because I heard something about, what, 60 shootings uh, over the 4th of July weekend. Uh, like Brooklyn has been really hot. What? Are you hearing anything? Are people talking about why? Is, did the NYPD take a step back because they've been so criticized? Or is, what's going on? I, I can speak on it on a personal level. A very, um, one of my young cooks, she just got shot in her home four times. Damn. And this is one of those young, seriously, young students that um, I always worried about. Mm-hmm. family was involved in different gangs but she was a good kid and tried to get out of it where was she living so she lived mostly in los angeles on the west coast she's from queen's bridge actually mm-hmm. not, not so neighborhood. and we had her under our wing for a long time she was an excellent chef excellent young student and mm-hmm. um she cooked with me at rooster she actually opened london up she came to stockholm to cook she's such an what happened well her her mom passed away, big big family. Two of her brother died already, in in gang affiliated things. And um, she came back to go, to go to her mother's funeral. So she was back in New York for a couple of days, and somebody came into her sister's house and shot her. She's gonna survive, but she can't walk. And uh, it was we were really we were really worried about her for a couple of days, but she got shot. I'm sorry to hear that, man. Yeah. So I'm happy she survived it, but yeah, but it's, it's, it's real. This is not, mm. uh, it's just hard. It's just, um, so I don't look at the stats too much. I, I look at this comes home. There's like people that mm-hmm. trained with mm-hmm. me, incredible young people. And, uh, I'm thinking that like Portland is now in their 55th day of straight protests and seeing what the government has thrown at the, the protesters in Portland with, you know, unidentified law, so-called law enforcement, but kind of military-style law enforcement and unmarked cars. And, like, to, I got to give it to the people of Portland. The resilience and the, 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 uh, the uprising going on there is cr- pretty formidable. What, as far as protests and uh, the kind of 
agit- agitation and discontent with the mayor, the police, with the situation, with the structural and systemic stuff, everybody, everything that came up to the surface post-George Floyd, how is that landing today on your block, in your neighborhood, in your city? Well, I would tell you that COVID uh, unveils everything, right? Mm. COVID and post-George Floyd. And I think people, for, depending who you represent, takes advantage of those situations differently. If you look at from the mm. podium and the government, they're positioning themselves in the cities because this is an opportunity for them to, to claim something. Then you have, you know, if you gangs and stuff like that are taking that opportunity that it is a dialogue about the police and defunding the police. So there is more, you know, in the beginning of the summer, there was all of these fireworks that was going on. You know, so everyone looks at this, this is my opportunity. This is our opportunity to advance, you know. But what I have to say, the culture aspect has been really positive. You know, Harlem just got its own Black Lives Matter square now, you know, where, um, Diane Smith and, and Liron Wilson, two artists in Harlem, created this incredible Black Lives Matter street painting between mm-hmm. 125th and 126th. So people are responding to this very differently. So you have the government that responding from the podium where he's just spewing lies and using this as an opportunity to rally his base. Uh, on the crime side, you have people, okay, there's not too many cops around. Let me create my stuff over here. And then you have actually regular people in the middle is just like wearing masks, trying to figure out a small business, trying to figure out how to survive. So you have this, it's very, very chaotic. And then also it's hot. It's crazy mm-hmm. hot, right? So That's going to lead to tensions rising. Yeah. It is. And we're in the middle of the summer. We're not in the, we're not in the end. So I don't know. You know what I mean? If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. 
Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Hey folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Summer has always been my favorite time of the year. Mm. Uh, mm. It is the time where, you know, it's really a bit different when you come from a cold country like you and me. Summer represents something else that is very hard to explain unless you grew up around that. What does summer mean for you, Jason? Summer for me has always, the past, throughout my adult life, the past two decades has meant work. This is my, you know, uh, this is my high season because in Sweden and in the Nordic countries, a lot of touring is centered around the festivals and most of the festivals are held between May and September. So this is actually for me, I had, I had a summer tour planned as I, as I always do. Um, and this is my first like free summer or summer not performing and not going to festivals and not traveling by bus around Scandinavia with my band and and playing each night. So give me some insight. Give me some time out. Like how <laughs> many dates? Um, who plans it? We have the booking agency plans it. And it's it's basically like the festivals. There's a lot of festivals in Scandinavia. We play mainly in Sweden and Norway. Sometimes once in a blue moon, we get invited to go to Denmark. That's always exciting to go to the Roskilde Festival, which is the biggest festival in the Nordic region. Um, but the booking agents set up the schedule and it's whatever, you know, festivals, some big, some small. Sometimes we're at uh, a jazz festival in Norway and then we go to a singer-songwriter festival in Småland in Sweden, and then we're at a folk music festival somewhere. So I've been, I'm, I'm very grateful to be playing with, with Dam, the band that I play with, a, a versatile group of musicians, and being invited into a lot of different, invited into a lot of different rooms. And I'll tell you a story, because today is July 22nd. So July 22nd is a day that I'll always remember. It's kind of like the equivalent of Norway's, Norway's equivalent of your 9-11, okay? So nine years ago, uh, I woke up in a hotel room right in the center of Oslo, and we were going to take a plane, like, you know, and the, Sweden and Norway are very long countries. So we were taking a plane from Oslo to go past the polar circle, way up to a village called, or a town called Tromsa, 
and then take so that's like a two-hour flight and then like a three-hour bus uh, ride along the fjords to go to a folk music world music festival called Ridu Ridu festival so we wake up early in the morning get on our bus go to the airport get on the plane bam land in Tromsa and then we get on the 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 other bus and we start going the three hour bus ride that's going to take us to this world music festival and I get a text message on my phone from my at the time booking agent in Sweden saying I heard there was a bomb in Oslo are you guys all right and wow <laughs> I just tap my, the, the guy sitting in front of me, Svante. I'm like, Svante, yo, uh, our booking agent sent this. What is he joking? What does he mean bomb in Norway? And are we all right? Of course we're all right, you know? Uh, and then the conversation kind of goes on. And then somebody else said something like, yo, I'm looking at the, new, at the news here. It said, uh, you know, several bombs went off in, in Oslo. And we're like, oh, shit. Okay, this is real. The bus ride ends, we're dropped off at the festival, and we get off, and all of a sudden I'm noticing that people all around me, because we're, you know, it's a world music festival way out in the middle of nowhere in, in northern Norway. We're talking the, like Arctic Norway. Bright summer day, it's hot, you know, mosquitoes everywhere. So it is about, you know, it's not a huge festival. There's maybe 4,000 people or something. But all of a sudden, I see people with their phones. Like, people are reading in their phones. So I'm like, I ask somebody, like, what's going on? And they're like, no, there's something, something's happening uh, on an island uh, in the south of Norway. There's some kind of uh, terrorist attack going on. I'm like, oh, shit. And then... It's kind of a blur what happens in the next hour, but about an hour from them, from then, we realize that 77 people have been killed, among them uh, young people. So what this terrorist, a white Nazi, he blew up a couple of bombs in the center of Norway. One of the bombs was right around the corner from where our hotel was. In fact, the windows of the hotel we were staying at were blown out. We were lucky not to be there. And then this man traveled heavily armed uh, to disguised as a policeman to a small island called Utea, where there's an annual summer camp for the Socialist Workers Party of Norway, where their, their youth organization has a summer camp. And he went out there and uh, just started executing people and executed 69 people on that island. And then an additional seven people or eight people in, in Oslo. And this is all unfolding. And, all, and we're up here in the way up north. And it's just really surreal. And all of a sudden, the, the boss of the whole festival comes up to us. And she's like, I don't know if we can play. You know, I, um, my, my son is at Ultea. He's at this camp. I have to go and find out. I have to jump on the nearest like bus to take me to the hours to the airport to go south. I need to see that he's okay. You know, it's chaos. Uh, and the country just went into like crisis mode, you know. 
she left some, uh, someone else in charge. We were discussing back and forth, like, should we perform or should we not perform? It, we ended up actually performing. It was really strange. People were crying in the audience. Like, Norway is not a huge country. It's, what, four and a half million inhabitants. But it's a country that, since the Second World War, hasn't been touched by crisis of this magnitude or a terrorist attack. So people just really were caught totally off guard. The saddest part of it was that right after the bombs went off in Norway and the international press got a hold of it, people started speculating, of course, because this is 2011, that it was somehow the terrorists were Muslims or Islamic. So on buses and subways in Oslo, you already had uh, citizens attacking people with veils and uh, attacking Muslims. Then a couple of hours later, as all this uh, unfolding, it turns out it's a lily white Nazi Norwegian man, you know, young man in early 30s. Uh, not, unlike the, not unlike the type of man that went into the Emmanuel, uh, uh, to Mother Emmanuel in, in Charleston and, and executed all those people. Uh, in 2015, same kind of uh, radicalized, uh, deeply racist, and, and very kind of uh, um, uh, narrow views on the world, and very kind of inhumane views on the world. So, to me, this day brings back that memory of the 22nd of July. I even remember that we had, you know, because it's a world music festival in the north of. Uh, of Norway and in the north of Sweden, Norway and Finland, you have a lot of the indigenous uh, people living, the Sami people. So not unlike uh, indigenous populations in Canada, Alaska, Greenland and so forth, people who live off uh, reindeer herding and uh, fishing and so forth and live more or less the same life that they lived for thousands of years. So you always have a lot of Sami bands at this festival. And there was this guy from a uh, um, singer from one of the big Sami bands. His name is Laura. He asked if he could come on and do a track with us. Like, if he could come on and feature on one of our tracks. And, and uh, we were like, yeah, sure, absolutely. And he came out and he gave a little speech before the, the song started. And that's really when, you know, there were, I, I could see that, you know, this wasn't just... This wasn't just a concert. It was like people were still trying to grasp with this. Uh, uh, I mean, people were just literally crying in the audience. Then he goes on and does this like yoik, which is the traditional kind of guttural singing that the Sami do, which is very kind of like melancholy, lamentatious. Looking at the musicians and everybody's like, this is just so fucking weird. What, what's happening? You know, it, it was beautiful. It's a very special memory from nine years ago, uh, 22nd of July. 
Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. And it shows that the shows must go on, that type of expression. Mm. But it also shows that even during touring life, there's real life. Like the touring life is one thing, but real life, you know, it's hard to stop. Summertime for me, I, I just have some of my best memories for summer. It's mm-hmm. We go to Smergen from when school's out early June, and we don't come back as kids until like two or three days before school starts in the city again. And it was a very simple life. You have to explain for our American listeners and, and listeners from around the world what summer means in Sweden. Because like in Sweden, after midsummer, that is about 20th of June till about the 15th of August, nothing happens. Like literally the whole country stops. The whole country stops. It's vacation, what we call semester. And, and, you know, for me, it was always just coming to this little fishing village where my father is from. And as kids, we had, I had my summer friends that were not connected mm. to the city. And we did like, you know, it was always around fishing culture in the morning. And then around 12, you were done. And then you could do whatever you wanted, which was like, biking, playing soccer, whatever, but it was always around the water. And the water, uh, you know, it's, it has its own flow. You know, it was rough mm-hmm. sea. It was exciting as a kid. And you know, there was always a kid that fell in and, you know, all of that. You can get those jellyfish, like the, the toxic jellyfish, like they might be around. Yeah. I mean, I really don't remember summertime from indoor in any way. You know, that's probably no. something no, but I mean, so again, for our international listeners, this is a, a part of the world that from about October to March is, is just like veiled in darkness where the sun sets, you know, it's usually overcast. So whenever you get to see the sun, but it, the sun sets around three, maybe four, four thirty, and then it rises around eight. So there's very little sun, like the vitamin D that is available to people living way up north it's available in june july and maybe august so that's why nobody's working because nobody's going to miss it you know uh nobody's going to miss the chance to be out plus we have the flip side of up here during the summers the sun doesn't go down until 10 11 and the further north you are like as far north as i was on july 22nd nine years ago the sun doesn't even set it just goes in a circle and this is a very beautiful phenomenon, and it's called the midnight sun. I've always loved that word or that phrase, the midnight sun. I wouldn't be able to live that far north because it drives me crazy that there's no darkness and people don't go to bed. I mean, like young people, old people, everybody's up, like, you know, most of the day and night. No, I mean, I just feel like summer for me, it's, it's, it's very hard to describe for people who don't live in the Nordics, but it, it's beyond just, when see, people say like, what's your favorite time of the year? And someone don't say summer. I'm like, what's wrong with you? Don't you understand? Summer is everything. You can't. But how does it feel for you now in the United States? Because in the United States, people work all through summer. It's just like, it's not the same semester vibe that Sweden has. And also different climates, you know, like you. Yeah, yeah, it's even hotter. Yeah. Well, you live in a state like Florida, Arizona, you have. 85 degrees in summer all year November, round, yeah. you know what I mean? So it's like, 
and and maybe then it goes up to 110. So hope so for a lot of people, summer is not their favorite time because they're staying inside time. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it's just it's, it's helped me expand that time. But uh, you know, are you missing Sweden? I do. I miss nature. Yeah. I miss nature. Yeah. Uh, having you know, Zion has gone back to Sweden every summer so far. This is the first summer that he. It's not going back, and uh, yeah, I miss it. I miss it a lot. A lot of the values that I have, I take from that uh, tiny mm-hmm. village, and uh, yeah, access to nature and just different value proposition. You know, like going down to the boathouse, eating my uncle's, just like slow it down a little bit. You know what I mean? Eating really sharp food, like it's saltier. You know, you know, it's like mm-hmm. that herring or that shrimp, or whatever. It's just salt. I'm betting like the first time you had like a beer or some like alcoholic drink was probably in the summer too, right? Absolutely. It was. Yeah. yeah Absolutely. And maybe the first time you kissed a girl was in summertime, you know, it might've been. Yeah. 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 I mean, all of that and going to those festivals that you're talking about was part of summer, right? But you, mm. you performed that, but like just going there, it's like gathering your money. And like, all right, we can afford to go to the festival or we're jumping in, you know, like we always try to figure out how to get in for free. All of that stuff was summertime. I love summer. And this is just a new kind of summer, bro. The summer 2020, summer of the new normal, summer of the, the uprising, summer of the masks. You know, there we are. All right, brother. And all my dear listeners, this moment, I'm hoping... All of you out there are having a good a summer as you possibly can uh, with your loved ones, uh, you know, staying safe, staying filled with joy and energy and trying to find or hopefully finding optimism for the future, even though these strange, momentous shifts that the world is going through and all this pain and conflict that's happening, you know. Let the sun carry you, heal you, and uh, yeah, until next week. Peace. Wear a mask. Peace. This moment is produced by Mohammed El Abed. It's an ACAST recording and can be heard on all platforms. So stay tuned. More depth coming your way soon. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. 